Hey, what's up? I'm Brandon, the worship director at Sanctus Church, and you're listening to the Sanctus Church podcast. Our vision here at Sanctus is to become a regional church of 10,000, meeting the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of people in Jesus' name. We're so glad you've joined us this week. Let's begin. Hey, Sanctus Church, good morning. So glad that you're joining us. Pastor Sam and I are together once again uh, because we're going to do part two of our vision series. Now, last week, if you were not with us, you need to go back and listen to last week's message. Very important. Now, I know it's true, Sam. We need to admit this. Some people really like vision moments. Some people are like, (laughs) oh, don't love them. But last week actually was a pretty pivotal point. Mm -hmm. So last week, I had the great privilege of getting up and sharing with the congregation Basically, our journey from 2005 to 2023. Yeah, so walk through what our mission is, how our vision came to be, what testing we'd used. And then actually, we also talked about, we'll call it our cultural flavor. And then in the end, uh, shared with the congregation a few very significant, small, but, but significant That's changes great. to our mission and vision. So if you want to understand where our mission statement came from, if you want to understand why we want to reach 10,000 people uh, physically, emotionally, spiritually, Jesus. If you, if you don't understand that, you don't know about that, if you want to understand sort of our bias of ministry, last week's message is for you. And if you've been here for years, uh, I talked to a lot of people who've been here for a while. They're like, thank you, thank you, thank you. That connected all the dots for us. So last week was a big dot connecting moment. Sam and I want to talk about where we are today and actually where we're going to go in the future. But before we do that, I just want to uh, give one other sort of visionary thought or moment to, we, to us as a church. Um, if our mission is clear and our vision is clear and our cultural flavor and desire is clear, uh, one thing I didn't address last week, you could call it sort of our position or attitude towards the world. And I, I just want to share um, uh, some verses with you. A lot of people, a lot of Christians in this post-Christian moment really feel like running away, mm. uh, hiding, being afraid, uh, sort of like the world is against us. But actually, for years here, we've held the position, though it's an uncomfortable moment, we need to stay present. I love what uh, God said to the prophet Jeremiah, to the people that were going into exile. It reads like this in Jeremiah 29. He said, when you go into exile, uh, with people who, by the way, don't like your faith, he said, build houses and settle down, uh, plant gardens, eat what they produce, marry and have sons and daughters, find wives for your sons, give your daughters in marriage, so they too may have sons and daughters, increase in number, do not decrease, and also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I've carried you in exile. Pray to God for it, because if it prospers, you will prosper. I love what Jesus said when he said, you know, we're part of the world, but we're called not to be of the world. Or Jesus said in the Sermon on the Mount, you know, you are the light of the world, or you are salt. And I've shared this before. How in the world can you be light if there's no darkness? How can you be salt if actually something doesn't need to be preserved? Uh, I was sharing this with the senior leadership team a while ago and even the elders. I said, I want you to think about these three images. I said, uh, Noah in the flood, Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones, right? And then Paul and Timothy talking about a future church. Now, it's interesting when you think about those three images. Uh, Noah, to fulfill his job, didn't avoid the flood. He had to build and live in the middle of the flood. Ezekiel had to show up in a graveyard with a bunch of dead bodies to actually see the most significant thing take place. Paul, mentoring Timothy, said, listen, I'm going to leave you. You're going to pastor this church. And actually, there's wolves in the church. And then he said, some of the leaders probably will end up being wolves. You don't get to avoid the wolves. You have to confront them. So just let me do it like this. In Jeremiah's day, God says, even when you're in a place where people don't love your faith, 
Pray for the prosperity of the city. Be involved in the city. Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, you got to be light and salt. But to be light and salt, you have to be involved. Uh, you see this in Noah. You see this in Ezekiel. You see this in Timothy. And so if you're just with us, I just want to, again, set the stage. One of our biases here is we're going to try to say, stay as much involved in culture with neighbors and friends that are different than us, don't agree with us, because we were called to be Jesus and, and to pr- proclaim the gospel and show the kingdom of God. And so I just want you to have that at the forefront before we get into strategy and mission and money and next steps, because uh, our mission, our vision, our cultural theological bias, and our attitude sort of paint this larger picture of where we're going. So now that's sort of sort of in your mind, we're going to get really practical mm-hmm. and we're going to just talk about next steps. So Sam, um, we've just been through a ministry year. The theme was rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, and talk to us about some of the things that happened that actually are worth celebrating as a church. Yeah, no, thanks, John. Thank you for clarifying, clarifying mission, vision, and our cultural flavor. That's super helpful. And uh, it's been impactful for us as a church to have that foundation as mm-hmm. we do ministry. And a lot of things have happened this past year. Yes. And so I'd just like to highlight a few things just so that we can celebrate together. Thank God, because if, without God, we can't do any of this. So, right. yeah, I just want to, first of all, thank God for his provision of a building in Bowmanville. Yes. Which was huge for us. And we're thankful for what God has done. We've been praying for that particular building for five years. Yeah, five plus years. Yeah, and uh, we've seen an immediate impact, both by an increase in numbers yep. and stability, uh, ability to do kids and youth ministry, yep. and even those, have, we've seen increase in impact around the community in mm-hmm. Bowmanville. Um, so it's just been a phenomenal thing to, to celebrate. And we're also praying for our Pickering site. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot, and, and we should just pause and say to the whole church, um, over the summer, would you actually, mm-hmm. in your uh, walk with Jesus moments, would you actually start putting this in your prayer list, yeah. asking God for a provision of a building? Our Pickering site's amazing. Yeah. They've done so much work, sacrificed so much, but it's hard. Yeah, It's hard yeah. work. So could you ask God to do that miracle like he's done four other times? <laughs> No, it's really good. And so thank you for praying even for our Pickering site. Nothing we want to celebrate, and it's because of all of us working together. It's yeah. Palm Saturday. Amazing. This was phenomenal. And we had seven, over 1,700 people gather physically and hundreds more online even the next day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so literally thousands of people just right. gathered together. It was a great time to see people we haven't seen, new people. Um, it was a marked moment of all of our sites, first time gathering together in one place. And also it was a beautiful expression of unity and teamwork where you know, because of you and all the hundreds of volunteers coming, sacrificing days, weeks, even hours on that day to yeah. serve. It was just, it was beautiful. I know we were encouraged and heard so many beautiful stories and testimonies of people's joy just experiencing. Uh, John, how was it for you that yeah, moment? It was, I mean, like, you know, I've been around here for a bit. Yeah. It was so good to have the church together in one place, really, for the first time like that. It was incredible. And I shared with you and the board, mm-hmm. uh, we needed a reunion moment. Yeah. We needed to know what our church was really, truly like. Because sometimes when we're spread out, you don't see reality. And uh, we'll talk about what's going to happen with that in the future. But we're really excited. And thank God for that. I know he was really worshipped well that day. Yeah, I know. It truly was an amazing time together. Another thing that we were just wanting to celebrate this past year was actually the opening and the functioning of all five of our sites. Four physical, one online. But it's the first time in our history at Sanctus that we've had five sites functioning Uh, fully this past year and it again takes all of you as volunteers to enable us as a church to reach our God-given mission and vision here and so thank you for serving 
um, at all of our sites. And so that's something to celebrate, especially coming out of the pandemic, ravaged through so many lockdowns, restrictions, and now just starting to see some of the fruit of all of the investments through your generosity and your serving this past, uh, past ministry year. Yeah, it's a real answer to prayer. And uh, someone asked me the other day, I was in another context, they said, what are you celebrating? I said that the church is still here, <laughs> it's functioning, there's life yeah. and there's momentum. Yeah, and no. so I'm really thankful. Thank you everyone for what you've done. Yeah, no, and, and with reopening, we're also thankful, John, for your ministry and your, the ability that God has opened new doors and influence and platforms for you. I think this past year, you've met, uh, prayed, mentored, or gave feedback to over 70 leaders, mm-hmm. uh, spoke at 15 retreats, churches, and conferences, uh, comprising of over 46 churches and organizations. So. It's been a busy year for you, both traveling and speaking and connecting to, to leaders. And so we're thankful as Sanctus, God's calling on us, uh, as we, John just shared, to be a missional church, not just regional. And so it impacts globally uh, around the world. And we look forward even to this ministry year where God continues to open new opportunities uh, to speak and connect and bless the the global church. Yeah. So how's, how was that experience yeah, for it's, you? It's been, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's always a privilege to be able to speak, to listen, to pray for leaders mm-hmm. uh, beyond your own environment. Yeah. It's always great. And I'm always thankful personally that even the board uh, has built this into my job description. That's mm-hmm. pretty rare in most churches. Yeah. But I'll tell you, sitting with like Anglicans, like in London, or I was in Belfast, you know yeah. this, just a few weeks ago speaking, 25 churches, a Baptist, uh, Presbyterians, Charismatics, Independents, Church of Ireland, like such diversity. And when you get to do this again and again, you begin to see um, the good you have in your mm-hmm. own community. Yeah. Uh, you get to see strengths of other communities, but you also are inspired and you realize that actually God's doing a lot of amazing things around the world and we need to be encouraged. 100%. And I'm just incredibly thankful I get to be part of it. Yeah, I know it's so good to see and hear and God's doing stuff here as well at Sanctus. John, you wanna share yeah. some of the we, things we, to celebrate? We just need to take some time because this has been a rebuilding year and we have more rebuilding to yeah. do. But just so you know, like um, when we started off this year, uh, we were like, wow, we were just in lockdown a few months ago. And we were like, I, I wonder if we're going to be able to rebuild volunteer. But our volunteerism has grown by 37% yeah. this year. Now, uh, we're going to talk about this more. We have a long way to go. Yes. But just we want to say to all of you at every site, whether virtual or physical, for your volunteering, using your God-given gifts, thank you so much. We, we saw 36 people baptized this year. We saw 36 couples take the marriage course this year. 76 people took Alpha this year. They heard the good news of Jesus. We dedicated 19 babies and their families. Like all of these, some of these numbers are higher than years before. Mm-hmm. Some are lesser, but all of them are signs of life. And mm-hmm. I, it's important we catch this. This is evangelism. Yeah. This is the faith being passed on. This is marriages being strengthened. This is all signs of life, and I'll take um, any sign of life uh, <laughs> as sure. we're moving forward. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, it's phenomenal, and thank you again for serving and participating in what God is doing here, and it's, as you said, a sign of life. More life to come. More life to come. <laughs> More life. Well, even like in our giving, you're going to talk yeah. about giving in a minute here, but every year we do this thing called the Vision Fund, mm-hmm. where we give above and beyond our normal giving, and the goal is to actually give to specific projects that allow us to further the vision of yeah. this, this community. And this year, we've already received probably a little bit more to come, but over $231,000. And we just want to say, 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Like, this is just uh, incredible. Why don't you share uh, with the congregation where all of that sort of is landing? Yeah, if you remember when we did share, we talked about uh, some of the central aspects of wanting to bless our local and global partners. So we've done that this year. Uh, we've also took a site-specific approach this year to look at what our sites uniquely needed and yeah. were able to help support. So, for example... Our Pickering site received a, a new soundboard, yep. um, Bowmanville, projectors and screens that were very much needed for very, that new building. I'll tell you, my family's there. They cheered <laughs> when it showed up. Yes, for sure. And then uh, in Port Perry, uh, we put carpets in the kids' wing, signage, and even uh, parking lot being paved. And that is a huge, uh, a huge big win. thing for Port Perry if you've been up there. Yes. So, And also in Ajax, there's some upgrades we're, we're hoping and planning still to do. And so what you've given towards our Vision Fund this past year has been definitely beneficial to both the growth and function here at Sanctus. Yeah, and we, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't say this. Um, when, when you give above and beyond, uh, you're impacting Christians in Bangladesh. Mm -hmm. You're impacting Christians in Uganda. Like, we were able to bless people locally, like the Pregnancy Help Center, mm -hmm. but uh, pastors and missionaries and evangelists doing really tough work. And so, you know, again, this is a way we help support uh, the whole community, not just our own. And it's a reminder, by the way, that just like we are called to be generous, we're called to be generous as a church to others. Yes. No, 100%. And that generosity, you know, helps us to do what we do. And, you know, in this past three or four months, uh, we as a staff have been in annual planning mode. Yes, we have. And so we've been taking time to seek God for promptings and seeing what the Spirit is leading both organizationally, but also individually within ministries and in, in our sites. And so... Uh, we've been listening to God's promptings and for this coming year. The staff have been working very hard in planning and preparing mission in, uh, initiatives, calendarizing and preparing budgets of yep. all things. And so we actually just wanted to share some of those key initiatives and even our, our budget this year. We've actually taken a slight increase, step of faith, to increase our budget this year to $3.3 million, which is slightly up from last year. And so, again, your generosity allows us to continue to do what God has called us here. And so we'd like to just share some of our major initiatives that we are planning for this coming year. And so, John, would you like to just start by sharing some key initiatives uh, based on this ministry year and the budget that we've, we've set and allocated for? Yeah, sure. I'd love to do that, Sam. So first of all, just remember, as we're sharing these initiatives, these are sort of like significant things to be looking at while we're doing everything we usually yeah. do, like worship services or connect groups or family ministry or alpha, etc. So one of the first ones we want to talk about actually is... Uh, site six. Mm -hmm. So last week we talked about how just before the pandemic, we had announced we wanted to launch multiple new locations. And, and uh, we were talking about this as a staff the other day. Uh, when we launched plan two, we only had eight months of normalcy mm. and then COVID happened. Yeah. I don't think I had even thought about that until last week. It was like only eight, eight months. months. Yeah. So out of a five-year plan, basically at eight months and then the world <laughs> came uh, to an end. So here's what we're going to do. Um, during the during the pandemic, we tried some stuff and we start we started it stopped it stuttered, so we're going to spend this whole year uh, researching and preparing where the next site's going to be. Now we've talked about Markham Stovall yeah. historically. Uh, it would seem that that's where we still might end up, mm -hmm. but as Sam said, we need to do some more demographic research and also the prompting to planning thing mm -hmm. matters. So uh, are we launching a brand new site that we know about in the next ministry year? No, yeah. but we're gonna do all the groundwork to get ready for that. And so more to come on that. But like I said last week, 
we are serious about this and believe God has asked to do this. So we're going to spend the year prepping for site six. Uh, number two, we're going to reintroduce conferences. Now, we were doing these before the pandemic, yeah. and we'll probably just talk about two of them right yeah. now. The first one is we're going to do a volunteer conference. Yeah. As we're rebuilding volunteer teams, and as we want to actually onboard a ton uh, of you who don't yet volunteer, we're going to actually having a conference in the fall yeah. where we're going to have basically this unbelievable moment where we're going to try to train as many people possible in our church and then start moving out. So we're excited about that. We're going to bring back the releasing prayer conference. Mm -hmm. Uh, We, again, you might or might not know this. Not only have we helped hundreds and hundreds of people in our own church, we have helped hundreds and hundreds of people in churches way beyond Sanctus. And so near the end of next year's ministry year, we're going to be doing a conference and the focus is going to be for pastors and churches, actually not just in in Toronto. We have people calling us all around the world to come uh, to be trained in this and also help our own volunteers. So we're excited about those two significant uh, conferences. One will be internal, internal. Yep. one will be internal, external, but both will build momentum. Yeah, no, that's really exciting, especially to continue to build and in- enrich and empower our volunteers to continue to serve across all of our sites. Yes. We gather together, worship, equip, train, celebrate together, mm-hmm. and that's more of internal. But the releasing prayer, as you mentioned, we're having so many people inquire and so wanting many. to know more, being uh, equipped better, so both internal and external. And looking forward to these two conferences this coming mm-hmm. year. We also have uh, heard and saw the feedback from our last Palm Saturday or yeah. this Palm Saturday yeah. experience. And so we want to just uh, encourage and mention that we want to do it again. Yes. And uh, we want to mark that moment. So again, during the Easter week uh, this coming year, um, or next year actually, yeah, year. we're going to have again a Palm Saturday where all of our sites are going to gather together and really be intentional towards worshiping Jesus, but just that moment together as the family of Sanctus to uh, worship. Also, we are thankful for John, your gifting and your ability to write books. You know, you've written Convergence, mm-hmm. Deliverance. Yep. And now the third book is coming out in the fall, Perseverance. And so you want to share quickly a little bit about what that is about? Yeah, so somewhere between 2017 and 19, I had sort of the genesis of book three, which was always part of the plan. And the focus actually is my reflections after this run of ministry, just uh, past the halfway point. What do I think... Uh, myself and other pastors and leaders need to hear about making it to the end, but not just making it to the end, making it to the end well. So we're going to talk about theology of calling and the character and all, all sorts of stuff. So we're going to be, uh, the book's done, it's edited, it's actually, people are reading it globally right now, and the goal is it's going to come out in September, and the focus is for key volunteers and churches, pastors, leaders, denominational heads, etc. So we're excited about it. Yeah, no, it's really good, and we're looking forward to that book, even as you mentioned, for our volunteers, anyone who's in ministry, who yep. really are wanting to continue to be faithful and persevere Yeah. till being faithful to the end. So look for that, even uh, hoping to launch a podcast and really mm-hmm. seeing what God would do in blessing the global church through it. Uh, another key initiative we've mentioned, we've given towards it through our vision fund, but we're starting to see the fruit and the growth is regarding our database. And I think you mentioned, someone mentioned that databases are discipleship. Yeah, it's never, fu- it's funny, we talk <laughs> about this. It's like during vision moments, uh, talking about databases to some people is like talking about toilet paper. You're like, this is not exciting, <laughs> right? But actually... Uh, the database is like part of the spine of this church. Yep. And so there's been so much work put in. Actually, you don't know. So Sam, talk to us about 
uh, what's happening and why it matters to yeah. our church. Yeah, because when we know who you are, yes. we can really pastor you and we can guide the congregation in our discipleship dimensions. We've talked about our five areas of discipleship dimensions. Right. And so when we know where you're at and how we can best equip you, we're starting to streamline our processes, create automations and enable our databases to assist our pastors so our pastors can be pastors and really focus. And even our ministry leaders, our volunteer key leaders, this will help us to help guide people on both the pathway, but just on the growth in knowing who Jesus is. So uh, it's a big investment on our part, both financially and on our infrastructure, but we really believe we're starting to see the fruit of it um, in knowing people here, both who are already part of Sanctus, but even allowing onboarding of people who want to join us through our community, outreach through social media and right. through just general conversations with people, inviting them. And how do we pastor them through their process of knowing who Jesus is, connecting through Alpha, Connect Groups, just every area. And so we're very excited for this key initiative. Now, with all of these initiatives and more yeah, uh, that God is doing, yeah. uh, we've also intentionally asked God about what he's speaking to us. And particularly this coming year, some of the key uh, areas that and books and and themes and so John what what has God been speaking to us and to you particularly yeah. but even to the leadership team of what God wants to teach us yeah so uh, if you're brand new to our church um, you may start you might start getting the flavor of us a little bit the language of prompting to planning so one thing that we always try doing is we sit before the Lord and say listen is there anything specifically that you want to say to the congregation out of your word uh, God's, by the way, you can preach any part of the Bible and God speaks. It's inspired. But sometimes there's something uh, the Lord really wants to give. And so when we spent intentional time at the beginning of our planning, it was very clear that there was a few things, but the most clear was this. It was the word origins or beginnings. Yeah. And we were struck by that because uh, if you think about rebuilding to momentum and then the book of Acts, not just because we looked and went, oh, what book would help us? It was like, no, no, out of prayer. Go to Acts, read through Acts. And as we read through it, we were like, oh, this is it. This shows the first 30 years of the church mm -hmm. and how literally the church exploded in so many environments and helped and all the struggles they walked through, money and multiculturalism and plural, like it's all in there. So next year, the main focus is going to be out of the book of Acts. And basically, we're going to pray, Lord, as we go through this book, help us to live this book, keep in step with what you did in this book. And so basically, Lord, do it in our day. And so uh, if you want to get ready over the summer, uh, you can start reading even yeah. the book of Acts. And that would be great as we get uh, going together next year. Yeah, no, that, we're very excited for the book of Acts. It's a phenomenal, yes. phenomenal book and just gives a beautiful blueprint and a beautiful expression of the church of Jesus Christ and what God has called us. And how do we live it out here right. in this in modern In this moment, time. <laughs> totally, exactly. Yeah, and so thank you for preparing that for us. And uh, we look forward to what God's going to speak but that also comes at a time when all what God has called us to do requires of us to give both yeah. of our time and our giftings, but also financially. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, so we just want to take a moment to talk about giving here at Sanctus. And first of all, I want to say a big thank you to the entire church for your generous giving this past year. Overall, this past year, we've seen actually an increase of five to six percent in giving. So that's something to celebrate. Yeah. And something to thank you. Um, even though with that increase, we're still probably going to come just under our projected budget. Right. And so we just want to encourage uh, 
to continue to give generously here. Now, this past year, we've also seen an increase in the number of givers mm -hmm. uh, by either individuals or families. And so we've seen an increase to 1,211 people. So 1,211 people or family units have been giving to Sanctus. So to all of you who have given, thank you once again. Now, in order to fund these key initiatives, we talked about all of our plans and projections for this year. We need the entire church to support in giving uh, of your finances. So I want to just take a moment to get nitty-gritty into some of the numbers um, and just kind of share with us where we are at and also just share a giving chart right now so that you can identify where you are at in giving. Maybe you're on this chart and maybe you're not. And if you're not, I want to encourage you to join this chart. And if you're on the chart, look where you're at and see where we can slowly increase in our giving for this coming year. So I'd like to just break down some of these numbers for us. Now, we, we live in Durham, or the majority of us do. Uh, some are from other parts. But the average medium household income here in Durham is $111,000. I'm going to use that as a baseline number. Again, this is statistics. Some of you earn more, some of you are less. But just looking at some statistics here. Here at Sanctus, about 28% of those who give support 79% of our total revenue. And so that's very telling and something that we have to look at. So about 30% contribute to 80% of what we receive here. And Sam, you know, uh, we've done this chart once or twice before. Yep. And the, the pattern is there. Mm -hmm. this, this number doesn't move very much. And you can imagine strategically and prayerfully, we're really thankful. Yep. But it's really concerning. Yeah, there, there, is, there is something that God has wanted to challenge us uh, as we look at these numbers. 14% of the givers here are giving about 60%. And if you break it down anymore, 8% of those giving are giving nearly 44% or even near, close to half. And so it's a very small number is providing a larger contribution here. Right. And so one of the things we want to encourage is that we all participate in what God is doing here, as this is our church family. And so um, here's some further numbers. 23.5% of people give about 1% of their income. Yeah. And 47% uh, of those giving are giving less than 1,000. And so when you look at the comparables, look at the numbers, I want to challenge particularly the 70% or about 863 people or individual family units um, to maybe be challenged to give a little more. And I want to just give this number as a breakdown that if that group of people give 40%, uh, sorry, $40 a week over a course of a year, which is about a, a latte a day. Yeah, it's a, it's a flat white a day. <laughs> Do you Starbucks like Yeah, and so if we, if, if we just committed to say $40 a week, we would increase our giving by one point, almost $1.8 million. Yeah, okay. So just... Again, my dyslexia and my math. So we just, I want to slow down and I want us to do this again. So if, what was it again? 800 and... About 863 people are giving units or And families. those are people already giving. Those are already giving. If they gave $40 a week. If they gave up to $40 a week, which would be just over $2,000 a year. So that's a latte a day or probably two Tim Hortons a day, <laughs> give or take, yes. It would increase our budget by how much? About close to $1.8 million. Okay. So even before we get to those who aren't giving, because mm -hmm. this is important, um, what you might not know is, and I'll just speak as the old guy yeah. here, there is so much um, we want to do that mm -hmm. the staff want to do that we never get to do. Yeah. And it's not frivolous stuff. It's kingdom stuff. It's stuff that actually moves us to mission and vision. And um, I know not everyone can do what just Sam said, but I know a lot of us probably mm -hmm. can. 
And uh, I just, I really, I know people zone out at this moment when we talk about money or get defensive. I feel this in the room. By the way, if you're doing this, you're not angry. It's okay. We're not looking at you. We're pre-taping this. <laughs> but really hear this because actually where we should be financially and even where we're aiming, the gap is actually pretty big. Yeah. So 40 bucks a week, $2,000 a year would be a game changer in our church. 100%. Game changer. Now, keep going because there's yeah. more. No, and, and as we see even in scripture though, like throughout scripture, we see God instituting a tithe. I know you know, different people have different views on that. But for us as New Testament Christians, God has called us to give generously, yeah. above and beyond. And so look at your, your lives, your families. I know it's a difficult circumstance. We're living in a, a world where there's a lot of challenges. But be prayerful. Ask the Holy Spirit, what do you have of us to give yeah. of our lives and of our time, but more so even as with our finances? And just ask a question as we keep going. I'm presuming this is a challenge to those who are giving. Mm -hmm. But... There are thousands of people who are part of this church. So this also implies that there are people who are giving nothing. Yeah. So what do we say to, to those people yeah. who are part of our church family who are not giving yet? What's the invitation? Yeah, we just want to invite you just to consider to participate in what... Remember, as John shared, we're able to support not only what God is doing here, but around the world. And right. So when we give, we can help people from all over the world, in different countries, those who are in need, kids around the world who could help... Um, be financially supported in what God wants to do here. So just, would you take time to consider? Yeah. And so I want to leave with this challenge as we're ending our, our talk today. You know, we've celebrated, we've heard what God has done this past year. Yep. Pastor John shared with us last week some of the key changes to our mission and vision statements. And we're call, God has called us to be a missional church to reach the nations. And, and we read about that as he shared in Acts 13 with the church of Antioch. And yeah. that's that cultural flavor of right. who we should be and who we are. And so I want to leave with these three challenges. First, give generously. As we talked about, would you consider maybe $40 a week yeah. and see what God could do through that? Yeah. Uh, me, can I just interrupt and say yeah. this? Not equal amount, but equal sacrifice. Exactly. We've said that for years here, but like legitimately, uh, we're all in different places, but give. Exactly. This is our church family. We have things to do for the kingdom. Give. So that's, that's challenge one. Second, serve. Can you choose at least one area, if you, especially for those who are not serving, an area of ministry based on your God-given gifts mm -hmm. to serve this year. And so make that a number two, your second challenge, that if, imagine everyone here at Parta Sanctus was serving in at least one ministry, yeah. it would completely revolutionize what we can do and what yeah. God has called Another us. Another game-changing moment, yep. And the third that we can all do is pray. Yeah. Pray, pray, and pray. And so we'd like to conclude with prayer. Yeah, okay. To invite God's Spirit to both empower us, equip us, to comfort us, to strengthen us, to continue what God has called us. So would you join as we close in prayer today? Father, we thank you that you make all things new. Mm -hmm. Thank you for all you have allowed us in our lives and church this past ministry year, the good and the hard things that have reminded us of how much we need you and rely on your presence filling us every day. We pray for your spirit to lead us each step of this new ministry year. We ask that you will guide our decisions and turn our hearts to deeply desire you above all else. We ask that you will open the doors needing to be open and close the ones that needs to be shut. Yeah. We ask for your wisdom and strength and power to be constantly present with us. We pray that you would make us strong and courageous for the road ahead and let your gifts flow freely through us so that you would be honored by our lives and that others would be drawn to you. 
We pray for your protection over our church and ask your hand to cover us and keep us from the enemy's evil intent. We pray for your discernment to understand your will, hear your voice, and to know your ways. May your blessings remain with us so we may bless others. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for being part of this church family. God bless you. Have a great summer. Yes. And we'll see you here or online as we start a new series, right? The Names of God. And uh, we'll see what God does next. God bless you today. God bless you. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, please visit us at our website, sanctuschurch.com. There you'll be able to find ways to support the ministry and what God's vision is for this church. Last but not least, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to hit the subscribe button to be notified when another episode releases. May the Lord bless you and keep you, cause his face to shine upon you and give you peace.